this is not your ordinary job, it's a profession. And with that, you know, comes a very big responsibility. You know, the law is and, and, and legal services are an integral part of a functioning democracy. Um, and, and I think lawyers are, you know, gatekeepers of the law. And as such, you know, we have to ensure that lawyers do, you know, exercise a profession with integrity, independence and, and ethical conduct. Welcome to the launch episode of Fennec and Fennec Advocates' very own podcast. My name is Steffi Villalaurenti. I am a senior associate within the firm and your host for today. Founded in 1891, Fennec and Fennec Advocates is the longest established law firm in Malta and is this year proud to be celebrating its 130th anniversary. Its legal expertise spans numerous practice areas, including corporate, commercial, shipping and maritime, aviation, tax, immigration, litigation, employment, data protection, financial services, telecoms, media and technology, and intellectual property. On the other hand, the firm's associated companies operating within the Fenlex Group are licensed company service providers and providers of trust and nominee services that have, since the late 1980s, assisted businesses in setting up structures and operations on the island by providing a wide range of corporate and trust services. This episode will be followed by a series of other episodes that will tackle different topics that are of relevance to our practice areas. For this first episode, however, we thought it fit to sit down with Dr. Nikolai Vela-Falzon, the firm's new managing partner, to hear more about the firm, its legacy and its future direction in his own words. Hi Nikki, thank you for being with us. So let's start a bit about you. You joined the firm 23 years ago. Do you remember your first day? And if so, what was it like? Thank you, Steffi. Yes, I, I remember my first day um, very well. I had just returned from um, a year in London where I pursued my master's in commercial and corporate law. And shortly after having returned, I happened to meet Anne Fennec, who was already at the firm at the time, who remembered me from my days as president of Elsa Malta at university, where I had introduced her to, to a, uh, at a conference which we had organized there. And she just invited me to go to speak to her at, at the office, you know, with a view to seeing whether I was interested in joining the firm. So I, I, I certainly remember coming, coming to meet Anne. When I mean, walking into the office, you know, it was a much smaller outfit than it was today. There were just around 25 people in the entire organization back then. So it was wa like walking into, you know, into, into a family home almost. And that is the atmosphere that I found and which really struck me uh, from the very beginning. And it, 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 I immediately felt that this was a place that I could work in. I, I felt that I was working with people who um, you could trust and people that um, were welcoming me as part of a family. And, and that is, you know, I think what, what, what kept me here throughout the years. In fact, today, although the organization has grown quite a lot, you know, I think that part of the legacy of this firm is the family uh, atmosphere, which we try to maintain, as difficult as it is. So can you describe how being with the firm throughout all these years shaped you both personally as well as professionally? Yes, as I said, you know, I joined at a time when, when the firm was, was much smaller. So 
there was no departmentalization as we know it today. So what that meant was you were called to do whatever was necessary by whoever was working around you at the time. So, you know, I was, I was called to do, uh, to work in every area imaginable at the time, which was in a way tremendously difficult because, you know, I was doing civil advisories, civil litigation, family law, small criminal cases in, in district courts, IP cases, aviation, uh, general commercial law, corporate advisory, and even marine litigation helping helping uh, Dr. Anne Fennec. So it, it was so diverse and so broad, you know, but that was what the firm needed at the time. You know, it was already um, experiencing growth. Um, I, When I joined, there were two or three other associates who had just left the firm. So there was sort of a lot of work to do and a lot of a lot of spaces to fill. So I was pretty much thrown in, in the very deep end, I would say. But I think that is also what shaped me professionally. I think, you know, the first, the formation years were very important. I learned a lot about a lot of different areas. And it did shape me going forward that although today, in, in that although today I, I head the commercial and corporate law department, um, I, am, I have maintained um, a practice which is that of a generalist, really, in the sense that I... I I have a broad enough knowledge to be able to contribute in civil cases, commercial cases, corporate cases, and I still practice in the area of, liti- of, of aviation and litigation relating to, to aviation. So in a way, that those early years where you, know, you were being pulled around the office and asked to be, to be doing so many different things forms the way that, that I continued to practice, even though, as I said, you know, then I sort of tended to, as we have become much more departmentalized, I have taken on more sort of an an area of focus, which is more centered around commercial and corporate law. So it was a very tough beginning, but I think it built a a very solid foundation for for my career going forward. Yep, that's great. So at the beginning of this year, you were appointed managing partner of the firm, succeeding Dr. Anne Fennec. How has this experience been for you so far? <laughs> I think I'm still finding my feet. You know, I'm just one year on. You know, you need to bear in mind that, I, as I said, I joined the firm as a trainee. So, you know, so many years later, finding yourself as the, sort of the man in charge, if you like, is, is difficult also from a mindset point of view. You need to make the men- mental shift that, you know, it's, it's you know, that now you're in a, in a very different position. So... I still am finding my feet. I have been involved in management for the past um, five or six years, sitting on the executive committee, the executive managing committee of the firm. So I did have already an inroad into the management of the firm and the Fenlex group. Um, But now the dimension, of course, does change. It comes with, there are some very nice aspects to it, which is, you know, um, assuming a more public profile, if you like, um, you know, being invited to to speak, being invited to to take interviews, you know, as a representative of the firm. Um, I think the most the most challenging part, or, or what I'm learning, is that the greatest part of management is actually people management. And in an organization with 130 people, there's a lot of that going on. Um, so, so I think that would be the most difficult part of the job. But on the other hand, it's also the most rewarding. Um, what I find 
you know, difficult in terms of, you know, making the shift again is balancing client work with management. Um, you know, this comes at an age where um, I'm, I'm 47, I've been practicing for 23 years. So I'm at an age when, if you like, my career was speaking in terms of exposure to clients, etc. So you're in, a, you're in a situation where you're getting very good client work and yet you need to pass it down or at least not be so directly involved to be able to dedicate time to management. However, on the whole, you know, I do appreciate the opportunity of having, you know, been given the seat, um, taking on particularly this year, which is the 130th year anniversary of the firm, you know, it's of, of what is a legacy firm, I think is, is um, very rewarding. And I do appreciate the opportunity. And, and I hope to that, you know, as I find my feet and I settle into the role, I'll be able to bring, um, uh, you know, improvements to the firm through, through my outlook. Yeah. In fact, you bring me to my next question, which is that the firm is celebrating its 130th anniversary this year. What would you say are the reasons behind its longevity? Um, yes, I mean, the firm, I did, not, not many firms can boast a 130-year um, anniversary. You know, this is perhaps the longest-standing law firm in Malta. Uh, dating back to 1891, when uh, the late Constantino Fenech started his legal career as a lawyer. Um, he was followed by his nephew, Tommaso Fenech, and later on by um, Dr. Joe Fenech in around 1955. So, you know, the firm was a family firm for three successive generations. It's in the fourth generation that the firm started to, to open up. And I think, you know, to answer your questions, the, the fact that it was a firm built around a family nucleus, which, which subscribes to family values, has helped, um, helped it maintain this longevity. Because I think it is all about having uh, the right values. And the values were family values, um, built around trust and integrity and honesty, you know, and being fair. To, to one another. Um, today, as I said, you know, the firm has grown tremendously. In the 1980s and 1990s, there was very, very rapid expansion locally, particularly in particular, you know, sectors such as shipping, financial services, gaming, and more recently, you know, aviation. And the firm was always a front runner in those as those new sectors began to develop on the island and I, that has been of course a key ingredient for its success and has also contributed to its longevity um, so i think there are a, a number of a number of aspects i would put it down to sort of you know the values that the firm subscribes to but and and one of those key values is very hard work. I mean, the, the the partners that I know, of course, I don't know the previous generation, but the, the but the partners that I that that I grew up with here in the firm, and who are now you know the last remaining family members are on their on the way out. I can only say one thing about them: that they've worked so very hard. You know, they've been you know very very hard working, and and and, I, and that, of course, is a key to success in any anything that that you can talk about. Um, so yes, I mean, of course, now the firm has has grown a lot, um, and 
it, it continues to it continues to look to the future by um, ensuring that it um, uh, preempts areas and sectors which are developing and invests in expertise to be able to expand those areas and develop those areas. This has always been the case. I mean, if you look back to when, um, in 1973, when the Merchant Shipping Act was enacted and the Morty Ship Register was, was set up, you know, immediately there, the firm started looking at investing in um, a ship registration department, um, which was very successful. And subsequently, after Anne Fennick joined, you know, it, it developed, a, she set up a, a marine litigation uh, department. And then following that, you know, a spate of other services all linked to the maritime industry. Similarly, when um, Malta first opened up to the offshore business uh, with the creation of, of MIBA uh, back in the 90s. And then, and then later on, you know, it, it um, set up the MFSC and moved away from offshore, which was becoming very taboo to the international trading companies. You know, the firm not only invested in expertise to be able to deal with the corporate um, side of the law, but also at, it was at that time that the firm set up the Fenix Group, started to set up the Fenix Group. And the aim there, you know, they had the foresight, foresight to see that, the, the, you know, the, the offering, uh, Morty's offering for businesses by using Morty's structures was going to be, um, uh, was going to be a success. And that, you know, international clients will need support in, in setting up and maintaining these companies. And in fact, Fenix has, you know, lived on for what is almost 30 years. It must be one of the oldest or longest standing CSPs on the island. And it still continues to grow today. So again, you know, then similarly, you know, in the areas of um, IT law and TMT law, for example, it was one of the first firms with the, you know, when, when Dr. Antonio Guillo joined, um, joined the firm. He had expertise in IT and TMT law, and we, you know the firm saw the potential in developing those areas, and that too has been very successful. Same with iGaming. The firm was actually um, a precursor to the iGaming industry in Malta, in that it contributed to the discussion for the formation of legislation to regulate the, the, the iGaming industry. Um, Again, tax is another area. You know, the firm is one of the few firms that still has a dedicated tax department, also because that complements the um, uh, corporate and CSP side of the business, which which the organization um, encompasses. So, you know, I think it's, as I said, you know, if, I, if you ask me what, what the keys, key ingredients for the firm's success and longevity are, I would say it's, the, you know, the, the values that the firm espouses, it's um, very hard work and some foresight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, to celebrate this milestone, the firm has engaged in several activities. Could you elaborate on some of these initiatives? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think we kicked off with a bang, if you like, the 130th anniversary, because this year we launched our um, rebranding. So the firm has, and both Fennec and Fennec and Fenlex have uh, rebranded to a more modern and contemporary look, if you like. And with that, you know, a lot of effort was put into the celebration of the 130th anniversary by increasing our presence on 
on social media. Um, also, you know, with with that new rebranding. We have taken several other initiatives, one of which was a series of videos which were launched recently and some of which are still being launched, which introduced the firm in, on the occasion of the 130th anniversary and which also introduced the various departments within the firm and the people who are operating there. So far, you know, the videos that were launched were very well received. We've also organized, um, you know, keeping students in mind, and we, we'd like to keep close to students, particularly university students pursuing, pursuing a law degree. We've organized a moot court competition for students, and that is also ongoing. We had the first round a few weeks ago. Um, extremely interesting. We had some fantastic students in the office um, pleading, pleading um, what are, you know, interesting cases in the corporate space and in the, in the shipping space. Um, we also boosted our CSR initiatives. We have a CSR and social committee within the office, and they, you know, on the occasion of the 130th anniversary, they made an effort to uh, take up a number of initiatives, including a sponsorship and assistance uh, to the Victory, Victory Kitchen, mm -hmm. and a number of uh, of our of our staff, including myself, uh, went and spent an afternoon mm -hmm. assisting at at the Victory Kitchen. We sponsored Sajjar, which is a tree, you know, tree planting organization, mm -hmm. and we will also be attending an event where we will be, you know, um, planting some trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a, you know, an, another event for Pink October and, and, and a very nice walk in association mm -hmm. with, with the Ramblers Association for Movember. And there again, we, we collected some funds for both, both initiatives. We, you know, in keeping with our commitment to heritage, culture, and the arts in Malta, we also put up a special donation, um, or, or rather sponsorship, for Fondazione Patrimonio Malti mm -hmm. this year. Um, we are very committed to uh, to the arts. In, in in addition to other you know charities which we support, we are committed to the to Maltese culture and the arts. And in fact, recently, just a few years ago, we also. Um, sponsored the restoration of a small dome within a chapel at the Cathedral Museum in, in Indina. Um, still to come, there is the our end of year um, event, and this mm -hmm. year the idea is to celebrate the hundredth and thirtieth anniversary by, you know, organizing our Christmas event in the form of a more corporate event where we have some interesting uh, things for our staff in in store. And of course, then there are these podcasts, which yes. are your initiatives, Steffi. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, which I think wrap up the, the things we've done for the 130th anniversary this year. Yeah. In fact, one of my questions uh, is what would you like the firm to achieve through this podcast? Yes, I mean, look, I know this is this first podcast is a little bit about myself and about and about the firm generally, but I think the podcasts should be a good um, um, a good forum for people to listen to topical issues about the law, perhaps to listen to how lawyers address the law and how and how they deal with issues uh, from day to day in their in their legal practice. Um, in a format that hopefully people can relate to. I know that a lot of people find it very difficult to spend time reading or to spend time 
watching television. So mm -hmm. a podcast is something you can listen to as you're driving home exactly. uh, or when you have some quiet time mm -hmm. in, in, you know, at home and or, or your kids are asleep or whatever, put some mm -hmm. headphones on and listen. So, you know, I'm hoping that with this, we can contribute a little bit to, um, if you like, um, uh, legal, you know, the, the advancement of legal knowledge and, and perhaps also why not giving an insight as to how law firms like ours mm -hmm. operate and what yes. it is that they do. Yeah. And uh, what, And this is my final question. What would be one piece of advice that you would give to aspiring lawyers nowadays? Well, I would tell them to persevere. I mean, like everything else, the, the beginning is very tough. Um, but the career is as rewarding as it is challenging. I've been doing it for 23 years and, you know, I still learn something new every single day. So, you know, there are not many other jobs out there which can offer the same rewards, I think, and the same sense, sense mm -hmm. of achievement and continuing development. So, you know, I'd say also, you know, a very important message is never lose sight of the fact that this is not your ordinary job, it's a profession. Yes. And with that, you know, comes a very big responsibility. You know, the law is and, and, and legal services are an integral part of a functioning democracy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think lawyers are, you know, gatekeepers of the law. And as such, you know, we have to ensure that lawyers do, you know, exercise a profession with integrity, independence and, and ethical conduct. And that is a must. I mean, so that would, those would be my, my two recommendations. <laughs> Some very sound advice. And on that note, I'd like to thank you again for being with us. Uh, for those of you who are listening, keep an eye out for our next episodes where fellow colleagues will be engaging in interesting discussions and debates relative to the legal and corporate world. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you very much, Steffi. <laughs>